0: What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is Harmonic Whiskey Tales and our little race summary of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone from yesterday. And, well, what can I say? What a crazy race. It wasn't um, the most interesting race in the middle, but the start and the finish were just were really, really entertaining. So, um, let's just talk you through the results and then we'll go from there. There's quite a bit to talk about, actually. So, um, I mean, it's just crazy. Holy shit. God. Um so let's just talk you through the results. So Nico Halkenberg didn't actually start, real shame for him because he was obviously in there deputising for um Sergio Perez who got a positive COVID result. So he was out for the next two weeks. So Nico Halkenberg came in for racing point and um did pretty good in qualifying and then <clears throat> excuse me, they had an issue with the um car, the engine just wouldn't start. So they he just and they couldn't figure out what it was. So that was it. He couldn't start. So absolutely gutting for him. So that's a real shame. Uh, and then we had Kevin Magnussen, who also didn't finish, and Daniel Kvyat, who also didn't finish. We'll come back to them. Uh, 17th was Kimi Raikkonen for Alfa Romeo. He, he had a really difficult race, so it's not going well for Kimi at the moment. It's a real shame for him, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, 16th was Roman Grosjean for Haas. Uh, things are promising throughout the race for him, but it all went a bit wrong in the end. And to be honest, he probably finished where his car was, kind of due to finish I suppose so yeah um, 15th was Nicholas Tifi for Williams, 14th was Giovinazzi for Alfa Romeo 13th was Carlos Sainz for McLaren Renault um, he should have finished higher but we'll come back to that uh, George Russell P12 for Williams really good result for him, not far off the points so and that was just pure pace for him, um, he did really well so yeah well done to George uh, Bottas P11 Get to that in a minute. Holy shit. Uh Vettel P ten for um Ferrari, so he got a point. Really difficult weekend for him. The car just didn't really have any pace at all for him. So yeah, tough weekend for him, but hopefully he can bounce back for next weekend and they, they kind of hopefully could have learned a few things from this weekend. Um and uh yeah, hopefully can move forward a bit. Uh P9 Lance Stroll for racing point, decent race for him. Uh, although he's, I don't know, considering the Mercedes or the, the pink Mercedes, as it's called, is getting all this hype, it's not performing that well at the moment. So it's a bit weird. So anyway, um, Alex Albon, P8, he actually had, had a really good drive. So well done to him. We'll come back to that drive in a minute. Uh, Pierre Gasly, P7 for Alfa Tauri Honda. Really, really good drive from him. He's he's just quietly doing his thing and, and just performing really, really well. So well done to Pierre for that result. Uh, P6, Esteban Ocon for Renault decent race for him just solid just kind of, kind of quiet actually throughout the race but just kind of got that position so well done to him Lando Norris from McLaren Renault again good race for them the Renaults were um quicker than the mclarens today i think but um so norris did well and Science should have been up there with him <clears throat> but he had a, he had an issue which we'll come back to uh, and then Daniel Ricciardo p4 i think this is his best result of the season so he's um He's, he's got to be happy with that. He drove a really good race, just consistent, solid, fast. You know, he did his job really, really well. So, well done to him. And then third, Charles Leclerc. Really, really great result for Ferrari and for him. I mean, that car really shouldn't have been anywhere near that position. So, um, he's just, yeah, driving the wheels off that thing. So, well done to Charles for that. That's really good. So, um, but again, quite a quiet race, kind of. It just He kind of just did his thing and then suddenly he was up in P3. So, he's just solid, just... Um, he was definitely the best of the rest beyond Red Bull and Mercedes. He he kind of had quite a quiet race, um, so yeah, he did well. And then P two, Max Verstappen for Red Bull, he almost won it. It was crazy. And then P one, Lewis Hamilton. Well done to him. Excellent drive. Like how he managed to finish with that that car. It, it's just crazy. So I might just start at the end if that makes sense. So two laps to go or three laps to go. Bottas's tire gave out his front left, and um, weirdly, his front right was more blistered, but his front left gave out, and it was just after the um, pit entrance. So, he had to do a, basically a full lap with a punctured tire. Um, and they were on the hard tires, and they'd done a lot of laps, so they were pushing them. Um, but, you know, and he was complaining of a vibration for quite a few laps before that. So, there was clearly an issue with the tire somehow with it. They haven't quite figured out what it is yet. They're investigating at the moment or Pirelli are looking into it because this also happened to Carlos Sainz, who dropped down from fifth to no, he dropped down from fourth to 13th because of that. So that really sucked for him. And the same, same thing, front left. So yeah, um, Bottas had this issue a couple of laps from the finish, dropped down to outside the points basically. He had to pit and, you know, do a full lap on this flat tyre basically and it was you know trying to delaminate and all sorts and um so yeah that wasn't great for him and then because of that it gave Verstappen effectively like a free pit stop because he was so far ahead of Charles Leclerc and the Ferrari so he came into the pits and because they wanted to get him the um fastest lap point like the extra point you get for that but in hindsight I mean we don't know whether that was a reaction to the fact that obviously Verstappen was on the same tyre and for the same length of time as Bottas, so they were worried that it could give out, and he had a free pit stop anyway, and he wasn't going to catch Lewis. But then, with one on the on the final lap, with five corners to go, just as he was coming out of Becketts, Verst- uh, Hamilton's tyre, same front left tyre, gave out as well, and. Um, going through three of the fastest corners in the world like in in, and his tire gave out and he had to basically drive the car the last third of the lap with this fucked up tire and he was driving it pretty quick as well because he knew he had to drive it quick to get it back to stay ahead of Verstappen was like 30 seconds behind at that point and he was gaining like five six seconds a sector so it was really close um and he drove it down the, the last main straight and then there's a little complex of corners and he went to turn and the wheel locked up and he basically had to just drift this thing around the, round the the rest of the circuit and then managed to get onto the last corner, drove it out, crossed the line, you know, sparks flying and all sorts and Verstappen came around the last corner about, you know, three or four, well, was it 5.8 seconds behind in the end? So um, it was pretty touch and go. It was, oh, I was crazy. I mean, it was like proper, like heart was pounding as I was watching it, like, oh my God, what the hell is going to happen? Um, So it was crazy, crazy finish. Um, In retrospect, maybe Red Bull shouldn't have pitted Verstappen on the new tyres, but considering everyone else, well, quite a few people having the same issue, and Verstappen had been complaining about vibrations as well in his car, which is what everyone else was complaining about initially before their tyre went. I think they just did it as a, just in case, let's just, do this get the fastest lap and we'll get the points um so you know so they only lost six points as compared to a win so i mean i guess it's it's one of those things that should they've pitted could they've stayed out would Verstappen's tyre have lasted because if his if his tyre was okay he'd have got past hamilton no problems so um yeah, it was just one of those things. But then apparently when Verstappen came in and they changed the tires, they looked at Verstappen's tyre and it did have lots of little kind of cuts along it. So it was on the verge of giving up, I think. So yeah. I think, you know, Verstappen at the end kind of said, Well, look, they were so much quicker than us anyway, so they deserve to win. So, you know, we you know, P T for him was probably really more than they could have expected. They really it was a P three for them, really. So, um, it was, that was good that you kind of said it in that way. You seem quite upbeat still. He could have got the win, but you know, I think they just played a bit safe. And really what Mercedes should have done, because they had time to do it, they should have pitted Hamilton before the last lap and just put him on some soft tyres because Verstappen had come in anyway before that. So there was no issue about Hamilton coming out behind Verstappen. Um, but they left him out, which I don't know why. I mean, it was a bit of a gamble. I mean, you know, stuff could go wrong in a pit stop potentially that can happen sometimes and it takes longer to do the pit stop you know that that's always a risk when it's a non-essential like pit stop but yeah maybe they should have brought him in just to be safe but then we wouldn't have had such a dramatic finish to the race so it was kind of cool and Hammond got over the line anyway so it was pretty sweet and just um seeing him handle the car that way when it had a front left Failure, complete failure. It's quite impressive, actually, for him to have driven that way. And seeing how fast he was driving the car with basically three wheels, it's um, it was pretty cool. I recommend watching the last lap of the race if you can find it somewhere online. So it's probably on YouTube somewhere. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Crazy, crazy. Uh, okay, so that's the end of the race. So let's just go back to the start of the race. So, yeah, obviously Hülkenberg couldn't start because of his engine problem, which was a real shame for him. And then we had to start and then... Uh, Kevin Magnussen towards the start kind of hit a curb and lost quite a lot of ground on Albon who was behind him and kind of left a gap which Albon just went for which you kind of got you when you're a Formula 1 driver you see a gap and an opportunity especially around Silverstone which is quite hard to pass you got to go for it and he did and they bumped wheels and Magnussen flew off and into the gravel trap and yeah messed his car up and so he was out of the race on the first lap and that triggered all these kind of safety cars thereafter. Um, Albon got punished five seconds for that, which I, I mean, I don't know. It, it was one of those he, he went for the gap and maybe it wasn't there, but I think the stewards felt maybe he should have been a bit more careful about it. So he got a five second penalty. So I guess it's fair, a bit like the Hamilton Albon incident the other week where Hamilton got a five second penalty and you know. So yeah. Tricky one there. Um, But I don't think Albon was wrong to go for it. I think he was right to go for that move completely. So um, it's just, you know, one of those things. So um, Magnussen made the mistake and kind of should have known that a car was going to be coming up the inside of him, really. And he should have probably left a bit of room because of the mistake he made. And he'd have probably out-dragged Albon on the straight after that anyway. So uh, I don't know. Anyway. And then, so a few laps after that, there were about five or six laps under the safety car, and then it restarted. And then everything was going quite nicely, and then Danny Kiviat going into Maggots, you know, the Maggots-Beckets thing, which is that, that left-right-left thing. Um, or was it right-left-right? Right? Anyway. Um, he He thought he'd... It was his mistake, but he had a rear tyre failure. His left rear just went on him and just went flat on him, and he just spun straight out through the gravel trap and whacked into the barrier really hard. It was quite a big crash, actually, and it was one of the fastest points on the circuit, so he was really lucky to walk away from it. And he was really pissed off initially because he thought it was his fault, but it turns out I think it was a rear puncture. So I'm wondering whether the curbs at Silverstone, maybe they're a bit harsh on the tyres or something, um, because... It, yeah, just all these tyre failures. It seemed a bit weird. It seemed like it was Kvyat, Science, Bottas, Hamilton, and other people's tyres were really on the brink as well. So I wonder what that is. And then next week, because it's at Silverstone again, what they decided to do was go a step softer with the tyres, just to make it a bit more challenging and a bit different to this week. But I kind of suspect they might go back on that maybe they go one harder with the tyre instead, I don't know, because it's also going to be a lot hotter next weekend, so it's going to make, make it more difficult for the tyres, so oh yeah, I wonder wonder what they're going to do with that, maybe they'll just keep to the same tyres and everyone's going to two-stop, but if they go one step softer, I just, it's risky, I think, doing that, so it could, <coughs> it could even be three stops in the end, so just be safe. Sorry, the water break there, um, So, yeah, that was all pretty exciting towards the beginning and then things kind of settled down and it got a bit, it kind of lulled. I mean, there was some really great action in the midfield between Norris, Ocon, Ricardo, Leclerc, like Lance Stroll, uh, Carlos Sainz, all those guys were having a real ding-dong battle in the middle, so some really good moves. Um... Roman Grosjean did two very questionable moves where he just moved really late into the braking zone and which you're not allowed to do and uh, almost caused two crashes and he got a black and white flag which is like a warning um, and he's the head of the Drivers Association so he should know better than that he should be setting an example but he basically completely broke those uh, rules there a bit but um, anyway I, I think, I don't know, I think Ro Grosjean's on the way out I mean he seems like a nice guy but I don't know, I don't know Anyway, um, so yeah, the middle of the race just kind of it went into real just lull, and everyone was just managing their tires and managing gaps and all this sort of stuff. And there was a few cool little battles going on. Um, and then really, it was only the last ten laps where it just started to all kick off again, and people were making moves. And um, Albon was on his charge from the back of the grid because obviously he had the time penalty that he had to take, and then he pitted before the net, the second safety car, so he kind of lost out a bit there. Um, he made up a few places in that because obviously he'd already pitted so um, he did alright and then in the end actually, he actually came in and pitted again onto the medium tyres and basically went all the way back to the back of the grid again and then made his way up through and finished 8th so I mean I think that was a really good drive from him today and I was thinking that you're always going to have really difficult weekends as a Formula 1 driver there's always going to be those weekends where things just don't work well for you and it's how you react as a driver in those weekends, and and how um how much you can rescue that weekend. That's really the mark of of uh, the quality of a driver. And Albon really did show that today. Like he he could have just given up and you know just pootled around and you know got an all right result, but he really fought to come back and you know make up as many places as he can and he ended up with the four points in the p8 which you know considering what happened and that he was at the back of the grid twice um he did a really good job so i think he should be commended for that and he's he's having a really difficult time at the moment obviously had that crash in the second practice session and all this sort of stuff so um he lost a lot of time and setting up the car and he had difficult qualifying you know he qualified quite low down and it's um challenging time for him but he seems to be fighting which is good so he did well and he he pulled out some really good moves as well so um so I think he should be commended um probably close to drive of the day but I think Charles Leclerc probably gets that for Ferrari because he was just solid in a car that really isn't very good at the moment and it's probably not a p3 car it's probably Almost where Vettel was, really. Um, so, I mean, Vettel had lots of issues this weekend with the car, the setup, and he lost loads of time in the practice sessions. So, I think, considering for him, he probably did about as well as he could, really. So, um, yeah, but yeah, so Leclerc for, for, for sure, I think, was driver of the day there, and actually, almost Hamilton for the last half a lap where he was running on three wheels. Um, that was also pretty impressive. Cause it's uh, one wrong move, and he had to like mess around with the the diffs so that he was like, you know, minimising strain on the tyres and all this kind of stuff to try and nurse it back home. He, he did a really good job there, so that that should be also talked about in high praise, I think. So, um, yeah, really good. I mean, it was it was it was a really entertaining race actually. It, it kind of um, ebbed and flowed a bit, and just the finish was just insane. Like it was just proper, just like edge of your seat like oh my god what's going to happen kind of thing so um you know Verstappen was on the radio <laughs> with the last half a lap going oh we could can we win this can we win this and like cruising down and yeah, chasing down Hamilton and Hamilton wasn't even sure he was on the last lap so he was trying to you know he's he's sort of uh, on the radio with his dudes and they were you know trying to manage things and yeah it was crazy um, so uh, yeah it's worth watching pretty good race and we're going to do it all again next weekend which is going to be really cool so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the tyres whether they go with the same tyre choice or if they are going to go a step softer because uh, that's going to be interesting I mean the risk is is them doing it and it's being dangerous they don't want to do that so they need to figure out what happened with the tyres from this weekend And make a decision from there, I think. So what they might end up... If it was me, I might just say, look, we're going to stay with the same tyre choice. And we're going to change our predicted amount of time that these because these tyres can last could, because what they do is they always say the soft tyre can we recommend this many laps the medium tyre we recommend this many laps and the hard tyre we recommend this many laps and everyone was right on the cusp of that hard tyre in terms of maximum laps so I'd say they might nudge that down to five laps less or something just to be safe um, which is probably going to force a two-stop strategy from everyone um, I'd say But uh, I don't know, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, pretty cool race, worth watching, I'd give it a go. Um, What that does mean actually is uh, the standings are, Lewis has taken a pretty big jump now, so he's first on 88 points and Bottas is behind on 58 points, so it's a 30 point difference now. And that's just huge. I it's just Hammond always manages to do this just throughout you know in recent times. He just eats away at this lead and just, you know, manages to maximise his points. And I mean Bottas is unlucky for sure. So but in a shortened season, which is probably going to be about sixteen races, a thirty point lead is big. I mean obviously one DNF, which is effectively what Bottas got today, because he didn't get any points, can have a massive impact. But at the same time, it could happen to Lewis and then in you know some upcoming races. So it, that's why every single point is worth getting, which is why I think Verstappen and Red Bull were right to make that choice to pit. And go for the fastest lap and get that extra point. Because things are going to be really tight between Red Bull and McLaren, Renault, Ferrari, you know, racing point. It's going to be close between all those guys, I think. So every point is going to count here. And while they could have got six more points if they hadn't pitted and taken the risk and stayed out, you just their tyre might have gone as well. So you just, you know, he could have been, you know, Leclerc would have been second. Verstappen might have been fifth or sixth or something. So, um I think they they made the right choice. But people are going to debate that whether they should have stayed out, but I think in retrospect oh, I just wouldn't have risked it really. And uh, they should have brought Hamilton in as far as I'm concerned in that last lap just to um just to be safe. But um especially as they had a free pit stop in hand, I th- I think it was probably worth that, but you know, we got a dramatic finish, so it's worth it, I think. So there we go. Um so yeah, I think that pretty much summarizes it quite nicely really um we've got uh i mean it's a good article on the bbc site by andrew benson the chief f1 writer for the bbc um there's a really cool article there so uh it's uh yeah worth worth a read so yeah there we go so yeah cheers guys i'll wrap it up there I've waffled along enough, I think. So um, we'll be back next weekend with our next uh, Formula One thing. We might try and fit in a little podcast in the week. Maybe we we'll get Dave back on, talk a bit more hip hop. Possibly, uh, I was chatting with John yesterday, and we're going to try and do our finish off our top ten album thing, and um, you know do that at some point. So. Uh, we'll we'll fit that in as well soon but we're going to just keep ticking over like this for a bit so cheers for tuning everyone and we'll be back very soon with the next episode cheers bye